All right. Welcome to Mix and Talk Sessions. I'm your host, Odin Roberts, and today we have a special guest here, and he goes by the name of Jimmy Carey. What's going on, man? It's good to see you, man. Thanks for having us. That's the way. Um, how have you been? Flat out. Uh, <laughs> as we've already spoken about, a pretty busy night last night. Yeah. But um, I don't know we've been trying to get out here the last couple of weeks, but it's good to finally come out and, and have a chat. So yep. I listen to all the other podcasts yep. so far, so... It's going to be good to dive in, man. Have a chat. Have a chat. Let's get it going, eh? So, I reckon we'll start off like, where'd you grow up, man? Uh, south side of Brizzy. Yep. Um, lived there. Uh, moved down to the Goldie when I was about 15 years old by myself. It's pretty crazy. After my parents my parents split, decided to move down to Goldie and, and been on the Goldie ever since. I yep. uh, don't think I'll ever move. It's just too good here. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. the beaches and it's everything. It's just got everything, man. Like there's always something going on every week and uh it keeps you it keeps you busy. You yep. know? Yeah. And what was Brisbane life like for you? Brizzy's good. I'm not a big fan of Brizzy. Yep. Um it was good growing up there though. Went to some good schools. But um yeah, just the Goldie is just yeah, if you live here you sort of know what's going on. You know, like you know what's the place going on. to be. Yeah. Good weather all year round. Yeah. I couldn't live down in Melbourne or it's too cold. Too cold. <laughs> I don't too... like the cold weather. No. Nah. Nah, sick of it. Yeah, rainy days and stuff like yeah. that. You can't beat the sun here, the yeah. beaches. You know, you know, you drive 20 minutes away and you feel like you're in the middle of yeah. nowhere out in Tally and I still don't spend enough time down at the beach, though. <laughs> i got to go down there more, man. <laughs> Get some more vitamin D. Because <laughs> you're up to fucking 4 a.m. every bloody night. <laughs> yeah, hey, you haven't true. got time to go to the beach. <laughs> nah. um, okay, so... Um, yeah, right. So you were in Brizzy, moved to the Goldie. Um, so like, what were you previously doing before you were DJing? Like right before I was DJing? So before you got into the career of like DJing, what were you doing work-wise? Oh, man? well, I was right before I was in the mines, working yep. away in the mines uh, underground. Um, I wasn't doing that too long because then COVID happened. Yep. And uh, they basically said, you either stay up here for a lot longer or you need to, to fly home because they weren't allowing... Um, FIFO? Yeah, FIFO people to, yep. to fly in and out in different states. So yeah, okay. um, I was doing that for a little bit. But before that, I was in aviation for about 12 years, worked for Qantas and Emirates and stuff. So yeah, right. that kept me busy. And uh, and then, yeah, when COVID happened, I know a lot of people went through hard times and stuff during COVID. And I feel like you either benefit, benefited from it or yep. you, you, know, you didn't benefit from it. I think yeah. I was one of the ones that benefited from it and was getting money from the government and that's when I was like oh, I really want to you know learn how to DJ yeah and um, I've always been into music and traveled the world going to music festivals and stuff and um, it was just the, the right time to sort of go and spend a bit of money and buy some DJ equipment and just yeah see what happens it was like COVID you know obviously sucked but I found a lot of like a lot of passions people had um, they had time to do it, yeah. like you said, because like even me myself, yeah, we were stuck inside, but it actually gave me more time to work on like you know this stuff, yeah, and stuff yeah. or like actually pursue something I wouldn't have had time to if it still was normal life. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, what I did once I got all my gear, I just said, you know, I'm not working at the moment, but I treated it as work. Like I'd be in there at nine o'clock, like I set up a little studio and stuff, yep. and uh, like I wouldn't leave till like three or four in the afternoon, and that was like every day. Yeah. So I treated it still as like, yeah, it was like a hobby, but I was, I knew quite early on, like once I got had my first lesson, like I felt like I picked it up quite quickly. Yeah. And I wanted to like pursue like it yeah. further. Yeah. And it just felt natural and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I had one one hour lesson and then once I learned how to read like the waveform, 
yeah, it was like you're pretty much I don't, good to go. I don't want to say it's straightforward, but like, yeah, yeah I, I got it like quite comfortably. So, and then yeah, from there it was just repetition and yep, building and that music library up. And and so what like what what personal deck did you actually buy to start with? The RRs were my first. Oh, they were eight hundred and fifty dollars with a broken uh, right fader knob. That was a bit glitchy, but <laughs> how long did you put up with that? Oh, oh, a little while, yeah, about a, uh, maybe six months. Oh, god, yeah, six months. So, yeah, until I could, I started DJing at F forty five, and once I earned the amount of money back, I pay for the decks. I was able to upgrade to the to the RX twos. So perfect, which is a, is a much better step up. I think the yeah. RRs are good, but RX twos, yeah, yeah, good. yeah, nice. Um, so Jimmy. Jimmy uh, Carey. So how'd you like? You know, it's um, you've said your name is James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why? Why Jimmy Carey? Was there? Did, was there any thought of like you know, um, I might do like another name, or was it just straight up? You're just gonna you know stick to your name and the brand kind. Yeah, of Yeah, it was weird. Like, I didn't really think of my DJ name early on because you, you're really nothing when you're first starting out. Yeah. You know, you start a Instagram page and you you sort of think of what to 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 have as your DJ name and. Um, at a young age, I've always been called Jimmy. My dad and my brother kind of always just nicknamed me Jim or Jimmy. So it was just a no-brainer just to keep it simple. And I'm not a, a, a big fan of like having another name. I just, I'd just rather have my name. I just think it's... Your name. Yeah, a lot cleaner and, and simple. And um, I feel like too, if you're in the commercial side of things, it's just better to have like a nice cleaner name than... Something like a something bit, random. Yeah, yeah, unless you're like a techno DJ or something, like it yeah. makes sense. But in that sort of commercial space where you want to play and like and have residencies, I think I think it's cooler too because like if you you know make your name bigger, like there's a difference being known for your actual name and yeah. being known for your DJ name. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's yeah. a lot cooler to have your actual name, yeah. even though it is slightly different. Yeah. But you know, I should have known fucking when we said it before. I was like, what's your actual name, buddy? Fucking James. I should have known that. Yeah. Eh? I get Jimmy. the, oh, Jimmy Carey. <laughs> I get that every now and then, but it's like, I've heard that way too many times. I don't even budge when I hear that anymore. I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> um, So like, what current uh, residencies do you hold? So I see you play at the Avenue. Um, we just spoke about, you know, you were doing a bit of, co- uh, not cocktail, sorry, um, Casablanca. Um. <laughs> Yeah, where where do you currently play and so how my, long you've been there? My main residency is is the Avenue at the moment. It's my only residency that I've got sort of pinned down. Um, yep. I'm there three nights a week and and help running the entertainment and stuff there. Um, and then uh, yeah, lately been at Cocktails every every fortnight, rotating through with the other DJs there. Um, played Casablanca last night, my first time. So yep. just kind of like putting around at the moment, mm. uh, which is what I like to do. But um, yeah, played at a few venues on the Goldie, which is good. So you yeah. get to sort of see what the whole street's doing and you get a good idea of what you need to do in certain venues and what not to do. And you learn a lot reading different rooms and stuff. So Yeah, because yeah. like each each club has like this, you know, certain music taste in a oh, sense. Oh, yeah, not, 100%. So. Like, yeah, some venues are more tech house based and other venues are, you know, real girly sing-alongs. And yep. the one thing I like about the Avenue and like they gave me my start there back when I first started DJing, um, I'm not too sure if you've been there, but there's like the front bar area where you yeah, DJ yeah. during the week. Yeah. And um, I feel like, you know, if you're a DJ and you can DJ in a bar setting, um, it just makes you 
I think be a better DJ. Like anyone can come into a room at midnight in a nightclub and everyone's drunk and play bangers and, and just whatever. Pl- yeah. But playing in a bar where you're actually like, you know, there might only be 40 people in there and you've got to get them 40 people up in a bar setting. Yeah. Um, it really makes you work a lot harder or you need to actually have certain skills to be able to read the you know, crowd. Yeah, read the crowd, go to R and B or play Taylor Swift or yep. you know, Hey R or something like that. So um yeah, getting my opportunity there when I first started a couple of years back on a Wednesday night, I feel like that really helped me and benefited me. Yeah. Uh when I first started out. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And so like how did you how did you come across um, getting these gigs. So you said you moved to, you know, Brizzy to the Goldie. Yeah. How, how did you How did you actually come across the connections of getting you into this industry and getting you up on the stage in the clubs? So I was a part of a little DJ group, um, Homegrown, which is not there anymore. But um, what, what's Homegrown? Uh, homegrown was like a just a group of DJs, um, and uh, we first started out. At, I think it was Tipsy Pig. We okay. used, they used to run our Sundays there with DJs and stuff. I, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like my first sort of place I started to play in like a, a licensed venue. Yep. And then um, a good friend of mine, he uh, knew the manager and the owners of the Avenue mm-hmm. and he sort of introduced me to them. And I'd never actually been into the into the Avenue before and I only saw it as like a bar area. Yeah. But then when you get up and around the corner, like it's a whole nightclub. Oh, yeah. I remember I went in there on a Friday night and I was like, oh, I want to. So you didn't even know it was there? Nah. Oh, nah, really? No. Nah. I was like, I want to play here. Like, this looks like a vibe. And yeah. had a meeting with the, the manager, Jesse, back then. And um, and then, yeah, the week after that, I said, oh, I'll, I'll do a free gig. And if, if you like what I play, then maybe we can... Sort we can, out an agreement. Yeah. And here. then I uh, played the next week. And from then, I was uh, the resident there on the Wednesday night. So, which nice. was scary because as most DJs probably say, like, you know, some of the gigs earlier on, you're not ready for it, but you just go and do it because... You know, you don't want to pass up an opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That was quite scary, but yeah, yeah. we got through it and oh, I would love to be a fly on the wall that first night I played and go back and listen to what I was playing because <laughs> it was probably terrible. <laughs> Let's. Um, but we got through it. <laughs> we got through it. That's that, That's all that matters. And you're still there. So you did something <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm doing something right. Yeah, still <laughs> doing there. doing something right at least. Um. Dude, let's talk about let's talk about your first ever gig, man. Like how how do you how were you feeling and stuff? And where oh, was it? It was Tipsy Pig. It was it, Tipsy yeah. Pig. And how 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 were you feeling? You know, did you over prepare? Like what was what was going through your mind? It was a very minimal set. Yeah. Very heavy minimal set. Um uh, it was late late later on in the night, so everyone was like pretty drunk. There was only about thirty or forty people in there. Yeah. But um yeah, very nervous. Still enough to, you know, kind of the sync button came out a couple of times. <laughs> Yeah. Which I'd hate to admit, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'd only been DJing like I think like four months. So, but it was good to get an opportunity to to play in front of people. And, yeah, you know, people that are drinking and they've that vibe there. But um, yeah, it was right around that COVID time. So I think a lot of the a lot of the times we played there, you know, had to sit down and had mm. to wear a mask and all that sort of stuff. And it was that ruined it a lot. Yeah. For, um, yeah, just DJing at that on that period just really really sucked yeah like yeah. it was just it was shit because like no one could no one could vibe out with you yeah. you know you're just kind of there in the corner like fucking we were pretty lucky though like i know adelaide and a few other states you know had it a lot worse than us like oh, yeah, i guess absolutely. we were still staying open and and playing and i know during covid like i took pay cuts to to be able to keep djing and stuff and um you know the avenue was really good because 
they were one of the places where they have plenty of seating, you know, so we yeah. could still get like 80 people in the venue where I know other venues don't really have, you know, that much seating. They had yeah. to hire in seats to, to open. So, um, yeah, I guess we were pretty lucky, but yeah, some of the other states like Adelaide, they had it pretty rough yeah. during COVID. They copped it, New yeah. South Wales or ACT. Yeah, they all copped it. We were a lot. Uh, that's why everyone was moving to Queensland yeah, because yeah. we did have it so good. Oh, God, how much? We got an influx of people come to the Goldie, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, everything just skyrocketed. Like yeah. houses going up and now everything's dropping $7 now. $7 a litre for fuel now. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> may as well be at this point. <laughs> Jesus I remember, yeah, what is it? It's, it's like at $2.20 or 30 yeah, right crazy. now. And that's just for 91 But um, it, it would drop down to a dollar in COVID. Oh, that's right. It, it did too. Dropped to a dollar. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, when no one out. was filling their cars up because everyone was driving no at home. driving. <laughs> we, we need to bring that back. Yeah. Hey, let's go back to if a you dollar. Just, if you don't fill your car up for three days, yeah. will they put the fuel prices down? Will that work? Or is that just me... Talk. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. There'd be something, because they're always going to have people anyway. Yeah, true. Big trucks come and fucking take all the fuel <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, I saw you played at Luna Electric yeah. in 2021 with Bullock. Yeah. So, how was it? And, like, how did that come along, that opportunity to even play there? Um. So, Sean, one of the owners or half owners or three quarter owners of Luna. Three um, quarters? Yeah, I think I just, <laughs> he was like, they had like the investors and stuff and then he was the one that was like, you know, organizing DJs and doing the bookings and stuff for them. Um, um, we came pretty close friends. He used to come into Tipsy Pig actually and and he was like hanging out in asylum and stuff and we just became close friends and um, some DJs pulled out because of COVID. They couldn't travel up to Luna to play. So yep. some local talent got the opportunity to play earlier on. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get asked uh, to play. Mm. And um, yeah, play with Bullo, which is one of my good mates still. So yep. it was good to share that experience with him. Yeah, and, that would have um, been sick. Yeah, it's good, man. Like festivals are another level. Like you know, stage manager looking for you. You got your rider there and mm. towels and like just, it's just another it's, level. It's another level yeah. of like... Um, it's you know you get the taste of VIP yeah 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 so um <clears throat> was that the first time that you had played with Bullow or um no we'd done back to backs before um we'd we'd done stuff like at home and we'd done stuff uh, at Tipsy Pig I think we had a few back to backs at Tipsy Pig so we were pretty comfortable playing together and yep. we did um a fair bit of uh, structure on our set. And uh, was he part of that group that you just discussed yeah, before yeah, yeah. with the DJs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah, it was a good group. It was a good group. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you started... Yeah, nice. Okay. So Luna, like, was there a fair bit... Like, was there a fair few people and stuff for Luna? We played pretty early. We played after Chato. I think Chato opened the, the day off at midday. Okay. Um, And then I think we were on at 12.30, but, I mean, we had our close friends and stuff come out and, and support and... Um, I think by the time we got off, there might have been maybe like over a hundred people there. Yeah, nice. But um, you know, I'm not expected to everyone to come out to yeah. support. Like, you know, it's early. It's a long day. But yep. um, yeah, some close friends and, and family came out, which is good. So, yeah, 
yeah. still an experience. But as you oh, said, the VIP. Big stage, yeah. Do they even have towels and shit for you? Yeah, on the it's side like of sweat the stage. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just use them anyway. Yeah. Even if it was you don't crazy, need them. man. Like the stage manager's like, okay, guys, you know, we ten minutes, and it, but it was cool. It was cool to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you get free drinks and stuff. Yeah, we got our rider and stuff. So no, yeah, it was good. I think actually go. someone stole our bottle of vodka. Actually, <laughs> we'll never get that back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bolo. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Who left it around? <laughs> oh, no, it was in our bucket, but we came back a couple of hours later and it was gone, but we should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Well, score to whoever took that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, was, I've seen that you are on Radio Metro. So, you got Sundays 4am to 5am. Yeah. So, is that... Is that you sending in mixes um, to Radio Metro and that's your uh, specific time uh, that you get played or are you actually involved in going into the station and... No, no. So, yeah, all the DJs, they just send in their mixes. So, anyone who has a show, they just send it in 48 hours before and then okay. it gets uploaded and played. But um, I love that time slot because if you go on the Radio Metro website, the five DJs that are playing before me, mm-hmm. they're all the top 10 DJs in the world. So you've really? got Tiesto, Martin Garrix, um, uh, I think Steve Oakey, Timmy Trumpet, and then my show at 4am. So You're joking. I like seeing it on the on the website. On- it's like those names and then to see my name underneath it's underneath just it. wild. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. I don't that's want to change sick. that time slot because I just love keeping... <laughs> just just to see it there, it's just... It's a good feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty That's pretty fucking sick, actually. Yeah, it's cool. What, so do they have their like own radio? Yeah, thing? yeah. So like, yeah, I think they get... They do they send in? Uh, they send it into Radio Metro, but I'm, I'm sure like Symphony Radio and all like Timmy's radio station, that it gets played all over the world. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And wait, so are you saying that they have like their own separate radio stations of like just them playing? Is that what you're saying? On Radio Metro? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have their hour, like, um, Tiesto will have his hour, like two to three, um, Steve Oakey will have like his hour on Radio Metro. Yeah, right. So they've all got yeah their radio shows Might as well. Have to wake up early one morning to check it out. Sunday mornings, man. It's a it's a pretty crazy four hours. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you've travelled interstate. I've seen and played a couple of gigs. Yeah. Um. Where have you travelled around Oz and what uh, were they? What were they for? I've done um done Adelaide a few shows in Adelaide. Uh, Precinct nightclub, yep. Headline there, and uh, I think I headlined Dog and Duck twice as well. Yep. Um, and also Coffs Harbour was the other one mm-hmm. at the Coast Hotel. Nice. So yeah, that was pretty. That was a pinch me moment getting your first like interstate booking. And yeah, that's big. headline. Like um, that was pretty nerve wracking. Like, you get the full treatment, flights booked, and flights booked transfers, and, and get picked up from the airport. So yeah, that was a cool experience. Um, I'll definitely never forget that. You know, and happening in such a short period of time, it was, I think from my first DJ lesson to that interstate gig was like 18 months or something. Wow. So, it happened, yeah, so fast. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, you've just advanced so quickly. Yeah. Like, everything's happened in a sh- yeah. such a short amount of time. Yeah, just, it's just crazy. Just hearing stuff. It's crazy, but it's not easy. So, yeah. th- these um these places um taking you aboard interstate, is there is there certain things they look at you as an artist, like, do they account to what you play or is it just um, they bring you in to suit, accommodate what they want you to play or is it they, you know, choose you for your character and taste of music? Yeah, so what I'm saying. the conversations I had with some of the owners down in Adelaide, 
they wanted to book me for me and and build me up and build my brand up and um you know they owned a few clubs in adelaide so it was good to come and like spend some time down there and see how they do it down there and and um i play i play a commercial set but could could send it a little bit harder than a a normal sort of club you know Mm. early set so i think i played 12 to 1 so i was able to it was pretty full room yeah so i was able to to send it a bit but you know if you if they're not enjoying it or you're playing too heavy, then you need to know to come back and come back and play a bit more commercial. But ease it down. It was a pretty busy night, so I was able to get into it a bit. Mm. Yeah. And like, I've only, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I only realized um, recently that, you know, there's also little tricks to like, you, you know, you got to keep the girls dancing to keep That's the guy, to keep the guys there to keep the everyone getting the drinks and shit like that. You know, I never really thought about that, but it's it, you know it makes sense. I've been told so many times uh, by dudes in clubs like, oh, you need to play more um, tracks with like male vocals in it, and nah, it's it will scare everyone it's off. The op- no, if you're playing and you got a hundred chicks on the dance floor, you've probably got double that in dudes. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, we played... Every DJ should be playing to the chicks in the room, 100%. Yeah. You give your guys your Drake or whatever here yeah. and there, but like, Tay Swift is... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think everyone Taylor said it on the, I think everyone said it on the podcast, but I mean, it works every time or Pitbull or, you know, it's just it, like if it, you're struggling with a room, you just chuck Pitbull on and you're good to go. Mr. <laughs> Worldwide, yeah. eh? Fucking hell. Um... <laughs> So, you went to Europe, man. How was it and what did you get up to? Europe was hot. Yeah. I think this is our third third year going to Europe during uh, uh, a heat wave. Really? Yeah. So, we've had, I think... Um, oh, you time it well then, oh, eh? <laughs> I think the first year we went, we had, we had a heat wave in, in uh, London. And then uh, the second year at Tomorrowland, we had another heat wave. And then, um, yeah, just a month or so ago, we were in Italy before going to Tomorrowland and we got another heat wave. It was really, really hot. And what's the heat wave like there? Like, what's that? Well, those countries don't really have like the air conditioning in, you know. Yeah, because it's always cold anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, especially when we were in London, like going on the tube, like they don't have air conditioning in the trains and some do, but yeah, yeah right. you find like, oh, no, it was France the other year. We we're in, staying in a hotel in France, no air con, just like a cracked window not even a fan no nah. not even a fan nah. he's got to crack the window just open. crack the window there's no air though like <laughs> oh man that night was yeah that was terrible <laughs> just fanning yourself and yeah shit. i think i think what we did we wet the we wet our beach towels in the shower i think and oh we you just, didn't yeah and we like laid them over the window to try and get like cool the air cool and, air and yeah shit. it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work it probably just blocked more of the wind oh, yeah <laughs> Europe's cool though. Very expensive at the moment though. Yeah. <clears throat> so how was Tomorrowland anyway? Tomorrowland was good. That was our that was our third year. And who uh, did, who did you go to um with uh, to Europe with also? Uh, me and my wife. That yep. was our third Tomorrowland. And um and Jai and his girlfriend Jai Waterhouse. Yep. He come over. It was his first Tomorrowland, so it was pretty cool to bring him over and show him around. And show him around. Yeah, we had a good time, man. It was yeah. good. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Good fun. Who was your favorite act you saw? <clears throat> oh, that's a tough question. I feel like you're going to Dimitri say- Vegas was, I mean, Dimitri Vegas were really good on main stage. Like they played a really, really heavy set. Um, but I mean, Eric Pritz is always good. His hollow shows on another level. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And did he did he play like during the day, during the night, or I think he was on. Clo- he's always on close. He's always on yeah, close. Yeah. So right at the end of the night, down yeah. on the freedom stage, but. Yeah, he's just his show's insane. The level of the production in his shows just just the level of everything that event goes to is just yeah, insane. It is on another level. Like you walk into the the festival grounds or even the camping grounds and it's like you're on another planet. Like the bins are themed and just everything is just so detailed. Detailed, yeah. yeah. It's just it's wild and uh it's like an adult's Disneyland and Yeah. It's we have an addiction to go there. It's it's crazy. And they yeah. just keep bettering it every year, like and it's only just going to keep getting more insane. I saw a uh, before and after photo of like what it looked like when they first started. Yeah. Man, it was still... 9,000, de- 9, I think, the first Tomorrowland. Yeah, the right. The first year they had it. And yeah, 180,000 a weekend now. It's just... Fuck it. Yeah, no. That's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Even for the, fir- like the first one, the stage looked awesome there. But yeah. now, now it's just... Where the hell did that even the get made? The stage this year was castle? crazy. Like and it's... like, we try and not look at the, because they, they post photos of what the stage is going to look like, but we try and not, not see it. Not look at it and just experience Yeah, and then when you're walking there. up over the hill and you like see it, it's like, yeah, it's good. It's pretty emotional actually. Like, yeah. I think I've cried the first year it, the closing ceremony happened, like, because you're just on such a high for the whole weekend. And yeah, it is. It's like you're there with your mates. And then, yeah, it's like one second, it's like, it's happening and then boom, it's done. And just it's the, like, a- the atmosphere is just yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, just like the voiceovers, what they have. And yeah, it's a really good experience. If 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 uh, any DJs out there or people that love festivals, I mm. highly recommend investing and in going over there to, yeah. to go see it because it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Definitely experience. definitely looks like something to experience. I'd, I'd love to go fucking check it out. And, yeah. I, and I definitely will. Just yeah. a matter of time. It's worth it. Like I'd pay double or triple what we pay. Like it's... <laughs> it's worth it. That's that. Yeah, that's how you know it's worth it. If you're yeah. gonna double up, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Um. So, do you um current currently produce any music? I seen that you have a track with Tom Bromley. Um, yeah. Actually, one of my mates, and that's called Uncertain Future. Will we saw like will we be seeing like more of you like releasing stuff or like what's the go with the producing side of things? It's tough, man. Like it's so hard to like spread your time out. Like, I've done a little bit of it, and Tom did help me with that track quite a lot. Yep. Um, he's pretty pretty knowledgeable at, at uh, production, and he's you know he's got a, a few good tracks out um, that have done really well. So, it was good to, to learn a lot off him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to spend a lot more time on production, but when you're, just, when you're DJing full-time and <laughs> playing different venues, you're always just trying to mainly get new music and fresh music and, yeah. and for your own sanity as well. You know, you don't want to be playing the same... The same music week in, week out, yep. which is tough not to do because you kind of always revert back to knowing what works. But, um, you know, I definitely love making some mashups and got some mashups in the bank. Yeah, but, nice. um, yeah, maybe at the end of the year or start of next year, I really want to start working on more more production or putting, you know, a couple of days a week to just sitting in front of the computer and, and diving into it. But... Has it so it has been a thing that, you know, it, you just haven't had time for it? Is that... Yeah, it's just, I mean, always just trying to keep the playlist mm. uh fresh and because uh, i feel like i feel like that's an important thing for the way uh, for the direction you're going i've noticed that these days the um 
the industry is so saturated that these days that you actually need to start producing your music to get gigs at events to like you know yeah, to, to level up and stuff like yeah. you can always be like that club club DJ yeah <clears throat> but if you start want to get like you know featured at events and festivals and like you know start headlining stuff you need to produce your music so I feel like it's yeah. an important thing to have to your brand especially in the direction you're going yeah definitely festivals and stuff like interstate gigs I think you can get away with you know um, you know, playing other people's mashups or even your own mashups. But yep. I feel like, you know, if you're wanting to, to play interstate, you know, you should be, you know, 70, 80%. Your show should be your, at least your mashups or edits or remixes. So yep. I feel like that's when you can get kind of to that next level when you're, when you're playing, you know, 80% of your show is your, even if it's your mashups. Yeah. You know, not just playing other people's, not just other playing, people's yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I, I did try and check out your SoundCloud, but the link's actually broken in your bio. Oh, thanks for that. So, um, I couldn't check out I'll your... Re- I'll, I'll make sure... I'm- I couldn't check out your SoundCloud, but I'm assuming that you obviously said you make mashups, so you chuck them to SoundCloud, Yeah, I got right? a few up there. Not as many as I would like, but just uh, every now and then when I've I got a good one, I, I just throw it up there. You just throw it up there? Yeah. Is a lot of the times when you make these mashups, it is at home in your spare time, or is it kind of you record them from you know when? Nah, you're yeah, it'll, it'll be at home. It'll just I'll get bored on a day off and just be like, ah, I need to go and make a track. So I kind of just lock myself in the room until until one's done or two or three's done. But uh, I'd like to start putting out some more sort of mashup packs and stuff. But yeah, yeah it just takes up a lot of your time getting yep. them done. But yep. the the more and more you work on it, the quicker and quicker you get at doing them. So. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, how long have you known Tom for? Because you obviously p- play with him, right? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we were playing at Fabric together. Um, how long have I known Tom? Probably only a couple of years, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Probably since maybe the last Send It. Yeah. Right. last Send It Festival. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, like, my where I work... um. One of the boys that he, one of the boys I work with, sorry, he's uh, Tom's his best friend, so that's yeah. how I know Tom. Yeah, but I also know Tom because of his Send It Festival. Yeah, which is crazy yeah. because he had you know Will Sparks playing. Yeah, um, like pretty you know, crazy lineup. It was a yeah. pretty crazy lineup. Yeah, and it did really well actually. I think he sold almost like two thousand tickets, and that's awesome. So, Good yeah. spot. Like yeah, yeah can, hats off to him. He's producing. He's doing really well. So. That's cool that you got a track with him, man. That's yeah, fucking, that's yeah. Sick. It was good. Fun. It was good fun to do. And um, yeah, Tom, if you're listening, send it 2023. When's, yeah, when's it I've happening? Been, I've been hitting him up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he said Boiler Room Edition. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, buddy, where's it at? <laughs> Get yeah, onto it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Get onto it. Um, what would like? What would you? What would be your favorite genre at the moment? Oh, my radio show is quite heavy. Yeah, uh, I'm a commercial DJ, but um, I feel like I can kind of like vent my inner uh, heaviness, heavy, on, yeah. on the radio show, and that's what I love about my show on on the on Radio Metro is I can kind of play that more underground sort of stuff. So like mm. your, your minimal stuff and techno, and um, even like Future Rave now, like that that Future Rave sound lately is just it's going evolving hard. and just it really is the techno coming into it and you know minimal going to like that techno sound now and um yeah i just some of the tracks out there at the moment are just so filthy mm. um and i love playing it it's good yeah 100 percent. and um i saw that i saw that you played at reborn and that's a hard style 
event. Is yeah, that the, yeah. It was shock. Called? Yeah, that was my debut with shock. Yeah, so, that was good fun. So that's the music that you're kind of like referring when to I, in a way. When I first started DJing or learning how to DJ, hardstyle was my number one. Okay. And then when I when you go from you know practicing and playing at home to then okay, you're getting paid to play in venues. Yeah. My uh, what's the word? I had to switch. I had to go from you know downloading and not wasting time, but look instead of looking for that music, I had to go. You and, had to go get yeah, what other people. Yeah, wanted. look for other music and especially trending the, and shit. Yeah, yeah, and especially with the avenue, you know, we play anything from John Farnham, Taylor Swift to you know Eminem, you know, so like mm. lower BPM to higher range BPM, open format, mm. um, and you really need to do, and you really need to have a good library. You know, you need to have a lot of music to be able to. You know, because doesn't you do, you don't know who's going to come in that night. You know, you could have a group yeah. of girls come in, and you need to keep it quite, you know, girly and sort of upbeat. And you could have a few boys come in. You might just play some sort of R and B, hip hop stuff. So, I kind of lost focus in that hard style scene. Yeah, just because. Uh, and I mean, that was in twenty twenty one also. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. Two years, you know, evolved quite a bit from then. Anyway. Yeah, and I just yeah I just. After getting the the gigs on the Wednesday nights, it just turned into Thursday night and Saturday night. Then went from one venue to two venues, three venues, then four mm-hmm. venues. So I just didn't have time to to be to, and I couldn't play that music out anyway on the Gold Coast. So yeah, I just lost focus. In um, I mean, I still love hard style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my wife are going to knock out in a couple of weeks down in Sydney, so I'm looking oh, forward nice. to hearing some. Some hard style, hard style music. shit. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> How did so? <clears throat> you're saying you got to, you know, keep up with, um, you know, just like the music and stuff. How do you stay on top of that and like actually maneuver that? Like how how are you how are you staying up to you know re- like up to date with tracks? Do you share your USB or tracks with other DJs or like how do you stay on top of it? I like to I like to share <clears throat> to my close friends. I like to like share share some music. Yeah, I, I keep some of the stuff to myself. Yep. Um, because I've been told. You know, people have come and seen me play and they're like, where'd you get that from? And, you know, sometimes you can find some good some good edits and some good mashups and you don't want to give the good stuff away. You want to kind of keep it to yourself. Um, but I just feel like if you structure your week out, like, you know, Mondays you're looking just for R&B or hip hop or and then party music or, um, you know, more upbeat sort of hyper techno or something you know so i feel like if you can structure your week out or you're just concentrating on a certain genre because i feel like if you're just getting a track here and this there and that there you can get really lost in your record box and your playlists and that's one thing like if you can playlist everything right it just makes it so much easier easier when you're playing and you know if you're quick mixing playing minute 10 minute 30 tracks especially at cocktails you know you'll play 200 bloody 250 300 tracks in a like, in a night and yeah, you're smashing 100%. through the tracks and you're not you're not even playing you know the you got to take into account you're not even playing the full track like it's yeah. always halved and you know it's just minute and a half max max tiktok yeah. sucks oh yeah people get so bored so quickly so quick minute and a half's too long these days it, yeah, yeah yeah it is it is it's it's it's, it's actually crazy. it's actually the build-up's the most important bit now because once the build-up's done and it does hit that thing, as about twenty seconds after that, they're gone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's yeah. The avenue's pretty good. Like some people get a bit annoyed if you don't play the whole song. So every now and then, I'll play the whole song on the Av, which it gives you a bit of a break and you can kind of like step back and you know have a look around and read the room a bit better. But cocktails, it's like you're locked in, man. You're like you don't have time to tie your shoelace up or have a drink. You're just there smashing through tracks. Yeah, so where where would your favorite DJ set be, 
and why? For that I've played that you've played at, yeah. Oh, probably my uh, probably precinct nightclub in yep. Adelaide. And why would that be? Just Atmosphere, a, just, the people, yeah, or just like the experience, two the and place? a half thousand people, or two two thousand two hundred really? people. It held fucking hell. That's a lot of heads, eh? <laughs> it's a big room, man. Like, yeah, yeah it must be two thousand yeah. people. Yeah, it was what crazy. is it like a hall kind of fucking? Pretty room? much, yeah. It's just yeah. a big like warehouse, and they just made it into a nightclub. That's insane. And, um, it was funny. I I headlined Dog and Duck, and then left Dog and Duck, walked up the street, and I was on in at precinct. Fifteen minutes later. That's cool. But it was like it was tough. Like I was pretty unfit when I was playing. So I was like, you know, you're jumping around for an hour, and then you got fifteen minutes, and then you're basically jumping Back around into again. It. So it's like one one hour, and then another hour at precinct. But yeah, that was that was a really good experience. Like then the bass and like feeling the stage shake, and yeah. you got an MC there, and it was a vibe. But and got some good content from that gig as well. So yeah. and that's obviously another good thing is like playing at at venues like that, getting good promo and. Yeah, good content. That's the best. Always good. So, like, how do you how do you stay in on top of like your content and stuff? Because that's obviously, you know, um, you know, promoting the brand. You know, Jimmy Carey. Like, how how do you um, yeah, how do you stay on top of like you know, getting new videos and stuff, or getting new photos and like just promoting yourself. It's definitely a big part of the industry. Like, I always say to people, you know, people say like, you know, how do you get into so many venues and do this and do that and you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, you need to go into the venue and, you know, you make friends with the DJ. But mm. other than the Avenue, every club I've played at, I've never been into that club to do that. It's always been a word of mouth from another DJ or yep. or the venue will hit me up or they'll go onto my Instagram and see, you know, like I said to you before, it's like your resume. So, it is. if you can structure your Instagram really well um, and just being in contact with these venues... Mm. Um, there's some other stuff I do as well, which I'm not going to say because I feel like it's a bit of a trade secret for myself. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like just staying on top of it, posting stuff regularly. Mm. Um, you might not think it's that good, but just keep posting stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And for like, say you saying that you know it's you have a structure or some somewhat way of getting these gigs and yeah. stuff. Is I'm not too sure about this, but um. Is there, there's, isn't there agencies, right, that um, they'll get DJs for, or agencies will hit up the clubs, right, and book DJs for the clubs, or, or will clubs come to agencies and then, you know, is that how they get the DJs uh, most of the yeah, time? Yeah, every club's different, but yeah, most of the time, the manager or entertainment manager will probably re- reach out to the agencies and then they'll kind of do a bit of backwards and forwards with, oh, this date or that date, or sometimes even the agencies will will send bog messages out to different venues saying, you know, you need to book this guy and book that guy. And, you know, most of the time it's like, oh, it's not really for us. It's not really our brand for yeah. our nightclub, but it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. Every venue is different. At the end of the day, but like it's, it's almost, I mean, it's not pointless being on an agency, but you're kind of just handing the role of being lazy and not promoting yourself and doing it yourself and just getting, you know, someone else to fix it and you just, you know, you just rock up, play and then, you know, kind of just go where you please. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I haven't really dealt with agencies that much. I'm not with an agency myself, but from what I've heard, like I've had, had friends that have had good experiences with agencies and other people that haven't had the best experiences with them. But, you know, if you're with an agency and you've got a, a manager and they're like getting you consistent bookings, like it's it's definitely worth it, worth it and worth it. happy to lose that 
ten percent or fifteen percent or whatever the the fee is for your, for your management. But if you're getting consistent gigs and they're they're pushing your brand and and helping you grow, yeah, um, then I definitely think it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's just a gamble. Really depends who you know and stuff. I've heard yeah. of a lot on the downside. A lot of people, you know, not getting paid and yeah. stuff like that. But I guess it's just, you know, just depends. Um. Have you got any like other goals like outside of DJ man um, that you you know you pursue and stuff? I mean, I want to I want to still do this DJ thing as long as I can, but down the track I want to probably run my own events. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I stopped the DJing thing, I I couldn't go back to doing like a, a normal job or a nine to five. To five. Like I'd, I'd still want to be in this industry, and I feel like if I keep going the way I'm going. I'll I'll fall into something where I can you know run my own events or you know run a couple of festivals a year and yeah nice. that's sort of like yeah long term goal something like that yeah. maybe even own a percentage of a club yeah that'd be sick yeah that's the way yeah. to go hundred percent yeah that's the way to yeah go. for sure having a piece of what kind of events would you like to hold like DJ events or like you know like what what oh what? like full ball like a lunar electric like yeah a proper okay. yeah like festival. Big festival, yeah. yeah. That's the that's that's the main goal. That's anyway, the dream, the I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> it'd be it'd be a lot of work, but like you know, seeing what Tom did with Send It, you know, like to start some something like that, and then and then build from there. Mm. Um, I know it sucked, like because even I think even Send It was during COVID as well. Yeah, it was. Um, and then Luna got pretty unlucky with their run with with COVID as well, um, with some of their events, but yeah, sort of starting at that, that send it level and then growing from there. Mm. Yeah. Something like that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's the way to try go. and run like two, just two big events a year. And like, that's all I do. Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's, that's the beauty of it. If you know, they're successful events. Yeah. You only got to work, you know, yeah. tw twice. I mean, you work, it, it's a lot of work. That's um, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, you know, thought that goes into it. You got to, you know, pay for your artists. You got to yeah. pay for freaking all the way down to waste, all the way down to equipment. So like, you know, there's there's heaps of stuff. But, you know, I, I, I that's what I'm trying to pursue. Um, like, I want to do event management and yeah. stuff. And, um, like, I've uh, volunteered at, um, you know, festivals. I've, I work at Blues Fest. I work, yeah, at, yeah. work at Splendor and stuff. Yeah. So, I've got a good idea of, like, you know, how the stuff runs. And yeah. at the moment, um, I'm I've just started house party sessions which yeah. is just going to be me uh you know booking djs to you know play at venues on the coast but you know that's how you start you know you start little and then you know the name can get out there and then you make a bit of money and yeah, then you can sure. you can pursue it to send it festival and then yeah. to send it you can be fucking splendor in the grass you 100%. know i mean that's how yeah that's how it all starts i guess yeah um what do you what do you reckon the longest set you've ever done back to back oh. Probably, oh, what's seven, to, uh, eight till seven hours, seven and a half hours, maybe? No, eight, eight hours. Fuck it. Yeah. Hell. So long. Yeah. Your brain's pretty fried by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. is your USB. Yeah. Flaming hot. Oh, yeah. I probably would have gone through <laughs> all like six of my USBs that night for sure. Yep. <laughs> gone through that one, onto the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long night. Where was that at? It was the Av. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> it was a long night. I think I started in the bar. I think the live entertainment people didn't rock up. Oh, no. So I did... Um, and then I, think, the, one yeah, of the I did DJs. like the last two hours The last two hours of the bar section and then did did a full a full night in the, in the club. Yeah, it was a long night. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's actually crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of music. Yeah, that's a lot of music, especially when you yeah, you count, like we said. It's like, you know, you're not even playing the fucking whole song. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you could play, like, at any event, like, in the world, I know you love Tomorrowland, like yeah. you said, but, like, where would you like to play once you, you know, um, where would you want to play? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people say Tomorrowland and EDC and stuff like that, but... Yeah. EDC is pretty special. That's where I got married. We actually got married at EDC. Yep. Back in 2019. So I'd probably say EDC. It's just a nighttime festival, man. Dust till dawn. Yeah. It's just crazy. EDC, yep. the lights and stuff. Tomorrowland's cool, but, you know, most of the festivals, like during the day and the lights don't go down till like 9 30. But yeah. EDC, you know, you're starting at like five, six o'clock in the afternoon. And you go through till the sun comes up and yeah and uh, yeah Vegas man it's just it's wild so I <laughs> yeah. probably, probably have to say EDC and so does the does the missus love um, music as much oh, as you it's just crazy man like she when we first met I think it was ten years ago this month we met yeah and like I was into music but not as much as she was you know she did the stereo sonics and the oh. future music festivals and like she loved it yep. so when we first met it was like not long into it it was like oh yeah you want to come down to melbourne to future music festival i'm like oh yeah keen as yeah and like i was always into it but back then i like used would- to live week to week and never had the money to pay for a ticket and yep. so she kind of like helped me save the money and we went and then man our first festival together it was like just made me love her even more. Like just, and <laughs> we've sick. now we've traveled the world. We got we got married at EDC, and we just travel the world, man. And like that's crazy. Go to all the music festivals, and like what the next two months we got knockout in two weeks. Yeah, Sydney. Uh, Coldplay in Perth. Oh wow! November the week after that, Dream State in Melbourne. So it's just like that works out too. That's so sick because like you know you're going for a festival, but you're also going on a holiday. Like it's yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's good, man. And like people will say like. You know, like, oh, who else are you going with? And we're like, no, nah, just me and me and yeah, her. Yeah, like, you only need you two like, anyway. Don't get me wrong. Like, Tomorrowland with 20 of your best mates or EDC with, like, all your mates is the best time. Doesn't but beat it. Some of the other festivals where it's just been me and her, like, just... Can't beat wild. it. Wild, yeah. It's good fun. And, like, you know, you make you make friends there anyway. Yeah. You, oh, you always end up in a group so anyway. So many bromances. <laughs> She'll be left alone for an hour and I'll just be blah, 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 blah to the guy next to me. And it's a con- yeah. It's it happens every every festival. Contagious chatterbox going just straight down the fucking whole line of the every festival. Every festival. Every- oh, hey, baby. I'm going to the toilet. Yeah. Oh, have you finished your chat with your mate over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't everyone do that though? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Nah, that's sick. <clears throat> um... Long nights and sleepy days. Does it get to you? Uh recently it has. Yeah, it's been a it's been a real up and downish kind of year for me with with the music. Um, but yeah, it's like oh, some weeks are good, some weeks are bad. But if you can, like I was saying to you before, I have a bit of insomnia and stuff, so it's like quite hard for me to get to sleep. And especially like last night, five hours at the avenue, and then went to Casablanca and closed. So it was like a six and a half hour, seven hour night. Yeah on your feet all night, blasting music. And then when you get home to try and like lay in bed and switch your brain off, like it's, it's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, right. And like I said to you, I've only had like two hours sleep. 
Has that always been like a part of you, but like having trouble to sleep and stuff? Uh, not really. Not really. No, I just this this the DJ scene, man. Like it's it's twenty four seven. Like it really is. You know, it's not just a oh yeah, you're a good DJ. It's it's there's so much more involved than just like being a good DJ. Like mm. the business sense of it, and like you just commenting on the right photos and reaching out at the right time and liking something and then just like growing your relationship with other people on your social media yeah you know it's just it's just not about the djing so um you know i kind of get in trouble for being on my phone quite a bit (laughs) 95 percent of the time it's it's music sense or it's for business business related yeah yeah um and it's yeah it's super important i i feel like yeah, a lot more DJs need to concentrate more on that business side of things. Yeah, and as you um, said, like it is a resume at the 100%, end of the day. Yeah. yeah, and like um, I also hate it too. Like I'm not a big fan of like social media yeah. and stuff. I just I I just don't like looking at other people's lives. Yeah, and just not living my own. Yeah, it's I just, get that. And like, but like me doing um me doing you know house party and stuff. For the right purposes, it's yeah. actually made me enjoy it a lot more because I'm not going out there looking at friends. Yeah, I'm actually going out seek- seeking partnerships and friend friendships with like people like you. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you know, in the scene and stuff. And like it, it's you know, it's still draining, of course. It's always going to, but but it just it feels a lot better and it's more enjoyable doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I feel yeah, hundred percent. And like, man, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? That that shit is crazy. I'm, I'm on it, yeah. but I don't have an addiction to it like probably a lot of people do. Yeah, I want to. I would love. I. I would love to do more TikTok stuff. Uh, I had a few videos on TikTok, about ten. I deleted them all because yep. I want to start. And that's one of the things on my massive whiteboard at home with all my, you know, goals and this month and this week and. Yep. Um, TikTok's definitely, you know, as, as weird as it is to say, like you know. Other DJs are growing quite quite big from TikTok. Oh, you know, it's helped other absolutely. other DJs grow. So it's definitely another social media tool. Like I I need to use. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got some good TikTok ideas down. I just need to get them on TikTok. Get them out there. Yeah. And so, like you say, you know, you've got a board and of goals and stuff. And how's it feel ticking them off and stuff? And you know, progressing must feel good. Eh? It's crazy, man. I, that's a good, that's a good way too. That's, um, Oh, you got a, it. I, I've I, got a weekly goal, monthly goal, six month goal, year goal. If you don't have goals or nothing to work towards, work towards then you're not really working towards anything. Well, I mean, you kind you, of just, I feel like you're just kind of putting pop. along. Yeah. You're putting along. You are. And it's crazy. Like there's only been like once or twice where I haven't really reached that goal. Like I was, it's been crazy. I'd love to go back and like, I'll have photos of like the goals I've written down and like, you know, tick them off. Like there's been so many that I've ticked off in such a short period of time. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. What but, would the newest goal be for you Oh, right now at this stage? I don't want to say because it's quite a big one. Is it? Yeah. That's all right. There's no shame. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I can't really say it. I can't really say it because it's like on the cuff of actually happening, but I can't really. Oh, I guess we'll find out then. Hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> show, us, show us your hair. When we get the pink oh, hair. Oh, yeah. Show the camera. 
Where is it? Oh, there it is. It's quite dead at the moment. So hard to maintain. <laughs> Who did that? The, the missus, the missus do that? yeah, yeah. I need to I need to do it more. It's like one thing with like the branding, you know, like I've I try and keep the pink hair and like yeah. got the pink socials and and like pink visuals and stuff and it's just I guess another way of like if they don't know who I am personally or don't know my name they'll be like oh the guy with the pink hair, pink hair. And, yeah yeah and yeah. it's worked sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah but um yeah I need to get on top of it it definitely does because like you look at like all the I mean not DJ related I, I guess you could say some DJs but yeah. like I can't really um, more rappers I'm thinking like these rappers that you know are like famous like yeah. you know uh who can I think? Like Lil Uzi Vert, let's just say him for an example. Yeah. Like the way he is, you yeah. remember for the weird way he looks. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost a good thing like that. Well, it's just sort of like, it's a little bit different, but like even yeah. people like Lockdown or Rockefellers, like they're known for like that, the, you know, dressing up as old guys and Lockdown yeah. with his mask. And it was just, I thought like it was a, a cool way of just doing something a little bit different. Not many people had sort of done it. Um, and yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And the wife does a pretty good job at getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting pretty good at it now. Trying to get bleaching the hair without burning the scalp is a bit tough though. <laughs> That's always good. I mean, if you don't get a burnt scalp. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you have like, you like you said, you know, COVID hit, you've, you, you started pursuing what you wanted to. You've slowly, you know, you've slowly build traction in such a short amount of time. Did you have any mentors or anyone that, you know, was pushing you in the right direction of like, you know, how you got to the point you're at right now? Oh, not so much mentors, but just a good group of people around me. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of friends, but I've got a real tight knit group of guys in the scene. Yeah. That like I would trust them with my life or trust them, you know, to do anything for me so i just feel like yeah just my close friends and just like feeding off them and you know talking to them a couple of times a week and bouncing ideas off them and and you know they're playing in other venues as well so it's good to get like feedback of like what the street's doing and how this night was going and that night's going but yeah no real like mentor but just just a good close group of friends that we look after each other and we make sure we're all shout them out who is it oh Bullo, Bullo's one. Yeah. yeah, I've been friends with Bullo for a while. Jai Waterhouse is another. Yeah, me and Jai are pretty close. So yeah, just like, just guys like that. Melrose is another one. Melrose yeah. is cool. Um, look after each other. Like I said, had some ups and downs at the start of the year, and <clears throat> you know when you when you're going through some 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 ups and downs in the industry, you know mental health and stuff is pretty pretty tough in this industry. It's pretty rough sometimes, mm. and um. When you have your mates like that, that reach out and making sure you're okay, it's it shows a lot. It's always know. good. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that you had that previously before starting DJing and stuff, or did it come more when you were trying to find that crowd? Nah, probably yeah, probably trying to find that crowd. Like, I mean, I've always had friends and stuff, but I just feel like you need to have those real close group of friends to, of course, yeah, in the industry, yeah, because yeah, it's pretty rough. There's, there's some stuff that can happen that's pretty stuff that I've been through and, you know, had to let people go and it's just, it's, yeah, there's, there's an ugly side to it. Yeah. But, um, which a lot of people would probably know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's yep. a lot of upsides to it as well. Like it's, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I love what I do. Yeah. And every now and then when I'm thinking, should I be doing it? Then, you know, would you rather be doing this or, you know, 
I won't say any other job because I don't want anyone who's listening that's doing that job and yeah. not talking it down. But, you know, there's definitely worse things that I could be doing. So Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just the, you know, it's, that's for any any job really. Yeah. So yeah. you can't change it. But I mean, I love what I do. And it's just like, I do what I do for free. And I feel like if you yeah. do something that for free... Yeah. You should be holding on to it as for as long as you can. That's so true. It's yeah. like they say, like, you know, you should be doing something you love because you won't feel like you're working. Yeah. And, she, it'll, you know, that's the best thing to do, I yeah. guess. It's like, you know, it's the way to go. Um, You've obviously seen, like, quite a funny things happen at the clubs and stuff. Like, have you got any... Mem- or have you got anything that stands out that's kind of funny that you see on the dance floor? Ooh. There's some seedy people out there on the Goldie A... Eh? <laughs> you're not wrong but oh <laughs> and, you, um, and they all turn up to the club too it's like <laughs> yeah oh i just the, the cd ones coming in late just to do the last minute ditch like pick up you know 2 45 we're closing in 15 minutes and you you just see them they're not they're not listening to the music they're on the waters and they're just scanning the room they've just got those just, those eyes oh, just going it's so bad some nights like i get taken away and it's like watch you know it's just like watching this guy and you can just see him scan the room and he's just like and then he just sees and they just go and they're like you know they're drunk and then they got no shame and some of the stuff that is pretty bad, like I said to you before. You yell at them, Jump mate. on the mic and be like, Oi, That's fucking awesome, mate. Get off her. Or, you know, like. <laughs> so, if you see anyone, if you see Security. someone, at, if you see someone at the avenue with a microphone shouting at someone, it's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah. Not too much has happened. I haven't seen anything crazy, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen anything crazy. I mean, some happen. of the boys have, yeah, they've said, like, they've seen someone fucking on the, stu- like, dance Yeah, floor no, I haven't fucking, seen anything like, like that. That would put me off heaps if I saw yeah. that. That's fucking. That's wild, yeah. eh? Jesus Christ, that's um, yeah, that's next level. Or like there was um, there was one that Melrose and Matlis, I think um, there was a dude he was like in the oh the ear. <laughs> the ear I I think I saw him like two weeks later. Where was I playing? He was in cocktails. <laughs> I never actually said that. Did to he Melrose. have him in again? He had him in again. You joking? Yeah. Was it uh retros? They saw him. Was he at retros? Yeah, it was retros. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw him like a couple of weeks later. Unless it was his brother or someone else. We need to come up for a name for that dude. Yeah. We need to get we need that. To find him. We need to find him, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah, we need to find that guy. Like, what, what are you listening to? Like, I not, mean, I'll not- be honest. I can't remember where I did it, but we were somewhere where the music wasn't that good. Yeah. I have put the earphones in. Oh, you as a joke <laughs> to like, you know, bang, 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 bang. So I've done it before. But not all night, not in a big club like that. Yeah, it was just good the video because like he's like talking too. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. no one's like there. He's having a good old time. <laughs> good on him. Yeah, dead set. Good on him. Um, <laughs> so, uh, do you do you have like any questions or anything that you want to ask me? Where do you see yourself in two years? Um, where do I see myself in two years? Well, I would. I'm just lo- throwing a random. I would love to. I would love to have my events down packed. So, like, you know, getting warehouse, booking DJs from overseas. That next level. That, that yeah. next level, I would like to be doing, whether it's at a warehouse, whether it's on a freaking grass field, just that next level. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, the podcast, like, I'd love to see this take off and do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, I fucking... Yeah, I'd love to see this turn out to be something that benefits the community and also benefits me, you know. I enjoy yeah. coming in and talking to people. As yeah. you can tell, like, it's just a little superpower. I have. I'm good at talking to people. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, just house party the brand. Like I just want it to get known. So yeah. just whether it's got merch, whether it's got like you know, just just trying all different avenues, man. I'm like I'm I've always been all over the place, and like it's it's sometimes a bad thing to have, and other times it works out well for me. So yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. That's about it. That's so cool. just keep. Are you, are you DJing anywhere? Um, so I don't DJ anywhere. Um, I just di- I just do bedroom, you want to bedroom? De- yeah, I would happily DJ. I just haven't put myself out there. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. So I've just. And what's your like? What genres? Um, so I'll look. I'll do commercial. I can hit commercial. Yeah. I've got you know. I've got heaps of commercial stuff, but yeah. I, I like the you know. I like the deep house. Yeah. Um, bass house. Yeah. Um bass you know techno bass just yeah. just i like bassy shit but yeah. I, I i'll accommodate anything like i love dnb i love freaking garage um yeah i love all, all types i've got a whole bunch of stuff but, yeah yeah but it would be deep house I, i've always liked deep house the jordan burns kind of yeah yeah sick bass house and stuff like that yeah that's mad so yeah that'd be sick um, we've got some questions. I'm just going to get them up. Did you get any questions from... Any- I got one, but I've answered it. It was the uh, best set I've seen. Best set Actually, you've seen? Uh, yeah, it was the best, set, the best set. What's the best set I've ever seen? But um, I'd probably have to say it was actually Eric Pritz, but it was at River Stage a few years back when he come and played in Brisbane. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I saw him him play. Um, just his um, the way he structures his sets and the build up, man, it's like such a long build up. Yeah. Just, when I first started listening to his set, I was just like, oh my god, just like drop it. But then I understood like, and this is before I started DJing. Like, it's crazy actually. Like, you know, going to festivals before I was a DJ. Yeah. And then like like Tomorrowland just gone like. Tomorrowland before that, like I hadn't even, I wasn't even a DJ. Like yet. you weren't even, yeah, yeah, I hadn't it? even, wouldn't even know how to press play. That's you it. know, and then yeah, going to festivals now, like as a as a DJ, the experience is just Different. ten times better. Yeah, it's crazy. Different. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, his set was was insane. Like yeah, like I said before, like the build ups are just so long. But then yeah. when the drop comes, like it's just that euphoric feeling you get when he. Like you know, finally makes that drop. Makes it's that drop. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah you can't get much better yeah. than that. Um, we've got a question from NK, and this is for you. So it is, what's one tip, uh, that you could give to make it as a DJ on the Gold Coast who wants to take up DJing full time? I know a lot of people would say you know you need to go in and and spend time in, in the venue, um, and I guess. It's good advice if you're if your brand or your or you haven't got that much experience. Obviously, you need to go spend time in the venues and stuff. But if you can grow your social media and and like I said, having Instagram as your resume, if you can grow your page and make it look like you've you know played at certain places and stuff, um, when you reach out to these venues or these managers, um, you know they'll take one look and within five seconds they'll decide mm. whether they're gonna even bother saying yes or no yeah so if you haven't put the work into to your social media mm. they're probably not even gonna reply yep so um doesn't matter how nice you are or how long you stay in the venue for yeah um but yeah like going and making friends with with people in the venue is always always a good one but yeah if you're a nice guy and uh 
and uh, you treat everyone with respect and you're friends with everyone. I think that's that's a main thing as well. That's a yeah, that's a can't good be an stuff. asshole. Yeah, nah, fucking no. <laughs> it's just and it's just connecting, you know. You know, just re- being a good person, like mm. it goes a long way. Saying hello, um, being introduced, and even like when I'm out with my wife, like. You know, there'll be some people out there and they'll come up and say hello to me and my wife will be just standing right there and like won't even say hello to her. Yeah. You know, and I just like sometimes just got, yeah, people like yeah, that. Just, I got no time for You got no like time that. for, yeah, yeah. no, nah, can't be doing that. You know, just the, the sim, as, as, the simple, simplest things matter yeah. sometimes, you yeah. know, and it, it doesn't take much to just say hello and stuff and, you know, introduce yeah. yourself or something like but that. But yeah, I would, I would say instead of, yeah, growing, growing your Instagram or growing your social media, I think super important. Yeah. Um, because if you're either going to reach out or go spend time in the venue with someone or let's say you get talking to a manager and they're like, oh yeah, man, like, oh, what's your Instagram? And you send your Instagram to them and mm. you know if it's a photo with you in your bedroom and not much else on there you know yep. maybe you're just gonna have to bite your time a bit and and keep growing your social media yep. um, or you know send some um, get some mixes up on your SoundCloud get some commercial mixes up or whatever genre you want to play yep. or whatever venue you're looking to play at uh, getting some getting some mixes sent out as well yeah nice yeah and so we had another question for you which was by um who was it? By Josh Rouse. And it was, what plan, What plans do you have for branding yourself? My own branding? Yeah. Um, I'm actually about to do a little mini rebrand at the moment. Mm. Um, just new press shots. Um, what else? Yeah, new press shots. Um... It's hard, man. Branding's hard, eh? Like trying to find what what your um, you know, what your person like little your, niches, yeah, personality, yeah. It's like putting that onto like your Instagram and showing like you know, like my my Instagram is quite colorful and bright, and you know, a lot of it's like pink, like that pink theme, yeah. So I've and you know, it's like fun and bubbly sort of stuff, yeah. but yeah, it's just trying to find like I like the pink too. <laughs> pink's a good color yeah pink's a good color um and also my radio show as well i'm probably gonna soon go go away from that sort of darker sound and go more commercial and rebrand my radio show as well mm. um as much as i love to to play the heavier stuff i think it's like you know if i want to keep progressing and grow and you know get booked and play interstate and and all that sort of stuff. I feel like your brand should just be all the one under the one umbrella, not you know your commercial here and then you play bangers on Radio Metro. So keeping yeah. everything commercial and you know party DJ or yeah. open format party DJ, I would say. So yeah. And then there was one last one, and it was where'd it go? And it was by Jack, and he said, "How do you keep on track of your schedule?" How do you keep on top of your schedule in advance? Yeah, I would suggest... Oh, I got a whiteboard at home and I'm always scribbling on that. Uh, Super important. Even like gym days, you know, getting Mm. up in the morning and going to the gym. I feel like if you can get up and get that gym session done, the rest of the day... It's just just easy. It's easy, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I miss the gym, which I've done quite recently, it's like hard to you know if you're out till four or five o'clock in the morning mm. it's hard to get up and go to the gym but i feel like if you can structure your week out on your whiteboard and stick to it um your workflow is a hell of a lot easier than just kind of winging it and doing bits and pieces here and then having to come back to certain things so yeah yeah if there was anyone that's like 
thinking of DJing or they're struggling with with having a, a routine, I would definitely go and get, you know, one of those big white boards and, and plan your week out or plan, plan your yeah. month out, plan your day out and then just, yeah, hold yourself accountable for it. Yeah, I reckon that's important. I yeah. think I'm going to actually do that too. Yeah. Right? I think it's, a lot of people do it, and it's it, it it definitely helps. It definitely. Works. I think I I think I have goals, um, you know, in my head. Yeah. But it's a lot dif- uh, It's a lot dif- different when they're physically in front of you, and you know, you look at yeah. them. So yeah. I mean, yeah. You- there's, and there's like some nights I'll just come into my room to get changed, and I'll like look up, and I'll be like, "That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to do that now." Or okay, cool. I'll I won't do that now, but tomorrow morning go to the gym I'll come back and then we'll get that sorted and then we'll get that sorted yeah because yeah. it's like even like Radio Metro you know like it's just like sometimes like you just will forget about it but it's just like you know if you've got it there you know record radio show you know, it's just like okay cool I've got to make sure I've got two hours to go in and record that and edit it and you know do whatever so yeah yeah it's super important nice alright well I'm happy with that man that was, that was fun that was a good chat yeah Um. yeah that's episode 13 guys so that was with Jimmy um good number we'll see you in the next episode and thanks for listening Laters. peace
Till then, just sit your drunk ass on that fucking runway, ho. I can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. I can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be your Superman. Your Superman. Your Superman. Don't. Back with it. Behave with it.
Take, take, take.